0: Hello everyone and welcome to the show, OT watch Your Focus with me Farrah Money, I know it's been a little while since I last released an episode but I've actually been busy qualifying, um, pleased to say I'm now completely finished and I'm awaiting my new role which I start in September but um, I'll save that for another day. Today's guest is called Randall Winecart and I actually got put in touch with Randall via a, a mutual friend and I initially recorded this introduction and read out Randall's, in essence I suppose, story but upon reflection I decided to scrap that idea because I believe Randall does such a great job of explaining his story himself. So. Yeah, I just wanted to say that this episode is very inspiring. It's raw. There is mention of suicide in this episode. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention because if that is a trigger for you or something that may be of concern, I just, you know, wanted to give you a heads up about that in advance. Uh, It's not obviously something that any of us take lightly. So I always like to bring that to the forefront and there is maybe one or two occasions a little bit of background noise but nothing too major but again just to let you know about that um please do if you can spend a minute listening to the outro of this episode so the little bit where i speak after the episode because um yeah there's something a bit different on there that i'd like for you to listen to in relation to this episode with randall so Without further ado, let me introduce my guest. Hello listeners and welcome to another episode with me Farah Money on OT What's Your Focus. So today I've got Randall with me and I'm really interested to get to know him a little bit today. I know that I've read you all his um, amazing story so you've got a little bit of a context of where we might be going with the discussion today. But I just wanted to welcome Randall wholeheartedly to the show and uh, just say hello Randall, how are you? I'm fine,
1: thank you. Thank you for, thank you for inviting me. No yeah.
0: problem. I'm more than happy to have you on the show. And I was hoping mm-hmm. that you might be able to um, start today. Maybe just tell us a bit about yourself mm-hmm. and where you're talking
1: to us from today. Okay. My name is Rayna Wangard. Okay. I am a quadriplegic. That means I'm paralyzed from my shoulders down. And, and um, I'm talking from South Africa, Cape Town.
0: Awesome. And would you be able to tell us about the way you're communicating with us today? Like, what device are you using? Because you're using this yeah. uh, alternative communication, aren't you,
1: yeah. to help you? Yeah. I'm using the smart knife. It's a special device that I use with my, my, my head. So, um, to be able to control the computer, the keyboard, I use the DZ. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. At a very young age. I was quite the energetic, capable, lucky child. I used to love dancing. And um, one morning I went to school and I did a lovely day at school. Then um, on my way back, I climbed over a school fence and then my pen stuck. And then I fell from the gate and then I landed on my head. And then um, immediately when I hit the ground, my I, I, it, I, it felt like my whole body did, Stopped, but what I could see is um around me was this darkness. But I can only see the a small light, like shining upon me. Yes. And um now when I look back, that light actually was my dreams, my hopes, and my my love for life. I can see about that time. I didn't understand what is what was that light about. But as the years and the years go go on, that light um, my seems to me, yeah. So um, I was at to hospital. Um, my parents got called in. Um, the doctors um, battled to get my heart, my heart stopped every every moment. heart stopped. and the doctors managed to get me alive again. And you know, the one doctor just went to my parents and told my parents. If my heart can stop again, then it will be the end of May, but thank God it didn't happen again, it didn't happen again. Um, I was um, transferred to a uh, uh, spinal cord injury hospital, it was called Konrad. I was in Conradi about for, I think, seven months. It was the most horrible time of my life um because um i come from a family that struggled um my dad was only bread winning house and when he come from work i had to meet my mother at the train station and then they will come visit me but there was many nights when i arrived at the hospital there was just five minutes before it's the end of the hospital was it then it says i don't goodbye. and that was very 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 sad for me because i couldn't Talk with my mother and yeah I just couldn't spend um a little more time with him Then I have to leave again and I was um it was I was always worried about him because they had to travel and this talk and it was quite dangerous on the travels many times they were almost robbed on the train and um yeah and then um I was very sick and then um the doctors decided um, they're gonna send me home, and then um they told my parents that um I only they only have six months to live, but um yeah life proved them wrong. and then um my parents decided what is also decided to put me in a um physical disabled school. It's, it's called as the first day it was the most scariest part for me because I saw um different disabilities. Um, learners with one arm, no feet, and it was just a scale problem. But that learners become my friends who become um, who, who, who I started connect with. Um, yeah, they become my friends. And um I was in school I was there about four, nine years. But I did a developer a bit, so, and then um, I was, most of the time, I went to school, but I spent most of the time in the the first year where where I get my therapy. But um, I didn't connect with any people outside my community, but it was what was me very sad because I saw, my friends that were well, my friends started to become teenagers, started to become young men. And I felt that I'm stuck in one place. Um a connection with life. And then um the, the school also become like my second home. The morning and the morning so would we'll go to school. Well in you know, often to so come back from school at home. You know, when I get at home, stay in bed. Fridays when I get um, at home, I was stay in bed until the Monday. School again. It was just all my life was. And at the age of 17, I can remember, I was in, in great team. Yeah. And I just had enough of life. I just wanted to end my life. And I decided um, I'm going to take my own life. I I had a plan. I asked my mother, I came from school that's one afternoon. I asked my mother that one of my friends is needed, they need tablets. And she said, okay, I will will put it in your pocket. Then the next morning when you got in school, then you must just give it to them. And okay, um, the next morning, I went to school. My mom did put the tablets in my pocket, in my bag. And I was just sitting and planning how I'm gonna um, complete my plan. I decided I'm gonna go to each teacher and ask them, "Can you help me take my tablet?" I was just I was sitting, and I remember there was always playing a radio in the physio department. And that morning, as I can remember, it was ten o'clock. And then um, the radio was on, a, on the Radio Kurok. And then um, the, radio, the DJ, DJ presenter was a radio scene. And she said, she, they got to start playing slow jams. And it, she said, if you listen, close your eyes and dance like you never dance danced before. And I was just sitting, feeling depressed, feeling hopeless, and just wanted to die. The first song that played that I can remember was the Anna Ross, it's my turn. And I, that song was, my dreams and the second song was my high And that's, um, a, there's a hero. And that song hit me so bad. I was listening to the song and the tears was Rolling down my face. And I listened to the religious, there's a hero, if you look inside yourself, you don't have to be afraid of what you are. And immediately I, I looked in the mirror I was sitting at the and, I, I look in the and I told myself you know what Reno? you went through so much challenges in your study. you know what you are actually a hero. And you know what on that day, I accepted my disability. And I don't I accepted my disability. And I didn't, I see I see my disability, but I don't feel my disability anymore. It was quite difficult. Yeah. And I started, I'm a very big dreamer. I like to work hard and like to achieve my goals. And then, um, at 11, I left school. stopped dreaming what can I do to, to get more active? To be a part of life, and then um I went from, well interviewed by public college, where I studied my mouth painting, and then um they said that they, they only have um art, can I call it? But I said, but I couldn't use my hands. The the teacher that um, took, took one look at me and said, but there's no problem. So I said, okay, there's no problem. For a teacher, so I'm gonna give it a try. And you know what? The first year at Fallswood College, I was nominated student of the year. And um, it was just, uh, I, didn't, I didn't win a nomination, but just to be nominated was quite very big for me. And um, the second year, I completed my matric, something I always dreamed of. I wanted to achieve. I went to my three times, was very nice with my friends and just had a good time. And um, in 1990, 1990 was my accident. And then um, I actually, yeah, 1990 was my accident. In 91, one of my older, uh, my older brother got in the, into a car accident and then um, i was at home um, because i had a bed so i couldn't sit up so the doctor sent me was home to um just like for, for the christmas holidays and then um when my mother got the phone call they they told my mother my, my brother passed away she couldn't um expressing emotions because it's scared, I'm gonna be sick. And I saw all the people in the house, but I just thought they come to say goodbye to me because I, it was the last day of my holiday I had to go back to hospital. And then um the next day, the win on the Sunday, the Monday, um, they told me that my brother had died. I was I couldn't explain how I feel because. It was my disabilities, my brother died and I actually felt it for my mom, because It was, um, it was quite hard for her. And then, eventually, um, basically time went on in 2005, my, my second older brother could also suck. also due to cancer. And, and then, it was just, um, very very bad time for a family and um, emotionally I uh, also says talk and um yeah this is a very bad time for us and then I I met Kyrie the Kyrie campaign they invited me to come joined the wheelchair, practice dancing. And I thought that um I, I'm not gonna be intense because when I'm in a wheelchair, how can I dance? And eventually i needed give it a try, I went and I started going every Sunday to go practice. And then six months six months after that I I, they enter, they enter me my first competition and then that 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 night i actually won the competition me and, Kylie. and it you know, it was it was a dream come true for me because before my accident i used to love dancing and i never thought that i was able to dance again that night on my way home i told my parents i was happy for me and then I was lying in bed. tears was arriving down the face, and something just told me, random. You, know, you just got your dream back, and yeah, I started doing every month um, the wheelchair dancing competitions, and I just enjoyed it. yeah.
0: Do you know what, Randall? I've got so many things that have come out of what you've just said. I've, I've been sort of scribbling some things down as you were talking. And uh, I, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to go with it first. But I suppose, logically, one one thing that I am wondering is, you know, there there will be people out there, obviously, no one with your exact circumstances or situation, but there might be young people who following an accident or some form of a trauma, might find themselves quadriplegic, out of, you know, whatever circumstance, being, being a wheelchair user, paralyzed. Is there any is there any sort of advice or information you feel might be helpful to pass on to somebody who might be experiencing some of the similar emotions that you described?
1: You know what, um, it's to believe in yourself. You know, when you're going through a difficult time, it's hard to believe in yourself. It's hard to accept what's happening to you. But what y'all for me, listening to my inner voice. And, um, you know, and what you uh, yeah, listening to my inner voice and just tell, tell them, take time to you. And um, don't stop dreaming. Don't stop connecting with the outdoor life and believing in yourself. And as time goes on, you will feel better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think that point where you said about actually there was nearly like a light bulb moment yeah. where you accepted your yeah. disability yeah. and you thought, well, yeah. hey, yeah. you know, I think you said something like you don't feel it anymore. That it Was that meaning yeah. like the feeling yeah. of yeah. your disability yeah. or the transition?
1: Yeah. Before I accepted my disability, when I look at me in the mirror, I understand what I see. In a moment I accept it, I can look at it. Because I don't feel it anymore. It's like I accepted, mm. I can see my disability, but I don't feel it anymore. That was quite a big thing for me. Yeah, it's, 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 it's difficult. But I believe um, this hope for a better tomorrow if you believe in yourself and if you never stop dreaming. Yeah. Mm. Work,
0: and do you feel yeah. like your wheelchair dancing and your art helped you to a certain extent with that?
1: Yes. But I never thought that before my accident, I never thought I would dance again. And I used to love dancing. And I can dance again. I can dance on any music when I go to my friends. We, I can be part of dancing when they dance. Um, my art helped me to express myself. I lost my mother last year. My mother was my everything. She was, she was, yeah. She was my hero. She was my hero. You know. There was one time when I was in the hospital, when I went through a kidney operation, and then she got the dream the night, you know, the next morning, she was early at the hospital, and she said, you know, I'm here to to fix you. I was still um, under, I still had the pipe in my side with the, the blood, she said, you know, you have to come home with me. And then she talked to my doctor Then she had to sign papers so if anything happened to me she will be responsible and believe it or not she took my home and she took care of me yeah she signed papers and it, like if anything can happen to me she will be re- responsible and that night she organized um, she transport to me because we don't have our own transport and then she brought me home and took care of me and I got better, much better, better at home. And um my mother couldn't she couldn't read and write. And she just started um going to classes again uh started reading and writing. And then I got also sick when she had to um stop going to classes and then she started to took to care of me. She um she um she made very, a lot of sacrifices for me. And now I just um, got a bed so again. And she was always the one who took care of my bed so. And I miss this so much, so much. But um the time that we had and the memories, it, 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 it comes. Yeah.
0: I mean, she sounds like she's a obviously, was a massive part of your life, so... She was, she was my rock. She mm. was my hero. Mm. She was my hero. That's yeah. lovely to hear. That really is. And I'm just thinking about when you're saying this sort of sense of community that you had when you'd accepted your disability, you'd come through some really, really hard times, you'd been in a dark place. So mm. what essentially is your community? So what does community mean to you now?
1: Both of my brothers were gay and there's many um, youth young, youngsters out here in my community. And maybe my brothers or other gangsters who died didn't have the opportunity that someone can reach out for them. And I feel that I want to reach out for my, the youth in my community. Then I, I started a, a youth program with the Kaley campaign. It's called the Young Ambassadors, where we teach them how to um, find of young entrepreneurs, entrepreneur, um, how to um, be responsible, how to make choices by seeing my story, seeing my story and my challenges. And if I can do it, I'm sure they can do much better. Um, that's what I try to like shoot. And I go around schools, go to schools and see my story. and um, then I, what I do, I do mini competitions where I write my my name with my mouth and I ask two or three learners um, to do the same. And the one who write in the letters with a chocolate to, just to make it sound fun. Yeah, yeah. But in the moment good. I can, I can do nothing because so I, because of the epidemic and it's with within. So I'm feeling very lonely because I can't reach out anymore and yeah
0: and is that as a result of the pandemic i'm assuming yeah
1: you're yes. not allowed
0: to meet up together and be in a community yeah
1: yeah
0: mm. oh that's a real shame yeah. hopefully that will change in the it's future quite difficult for me yeah
1: mm. yeah, yeah I hope
0: so, so if yeah. we can go back to when you were saying about when you um what offered your place at the community college and you was like I can't do art I can't move my arms and the teacher said to you that's not a problem you know that really isn't we can still do this could you talk to us a little bit about this concept of mouth painting and things and I'm, I'm intending to upload um, in the show notes some um, links to some images so that the listeners can have a look at what we're talking about but was that some that's obviously would have been a brand new skill for you that you would never have I'm assuming have done that prior to yeah. your accident so how did that process of learning yeah. and doing the art going is it something you still do and
1: enjoy you know what um before my accident i used to love drawing but i wanted to be a fashion designer so i used to draw um like dresses and stuff and then it was just a very good uh, very coincidence when i went to the college and they, they say they didn't have fashion design but they did have art and then i started doing art in my my teacher was such a, she motivated me, and she, um, she always, she uplifted me, and she always um, gave me the strength, I can do this, I can do it, then I start, um, just with this drawing, and then I start painting, and then I had my first exhibition, also, at the colleagues, but it was amazing, and then, um yeah. Then I have done my three years of mouth painting. So I would send you some pictures in, yeah.
0: And is that something you still do today? Do you still do mouth yes. painting in your spare time?
1: I still do, but at the moment I don't have um material to do mouth painting because financially I'm in a good place. Mm. Yeah, because it's all it's only me and my dad, and we only love by our my by, by dad pension my disability card so and it's quite expensive to buy material mm. for painting so yeah. And do you ever but,
0: sell your artwork do you is there any way that you sell it or do you sell it online or?
1: I used to sell it yeah. but at the moment no.
0: Okay, that's yeah. fine. But it's it's really interesting to know that that's a skill that you've been able to, in a sense, continue because it was something you enjoyed prior to your accident and you've just learned yeah. a new way. You've adapted and you've learned a new way of doing something that you enjoy. So that's really lovely to hear about that. But yeah. um, And obviously talking about the dancing and the painting, they're really, really creative. So they're pastimes that you can enjoy. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering, actually, is theres there... Is there Anything that you've got sort of set up in your mind at the moment, some hopes and dreams and aspirations for your future, like where do you see yourself going from here? Because you've kind of made huge strides development-wise with what you're doing with the community, with your artwork. Where do you see yourself going in the future? What are your dreams? Oh,
1: my, my goals, I want say my goals. Yeah. My, yeah. my goals is um, to start disability awareness, goals out of the books. I don't know if you saw the video where I've done some waiting at the, the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see that? I saw that. Yeah. yeah, it was great. So, yeah. 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 So, my goal is to, to do more of that out of the box, something different, something that disabled people, the disabled person will not need to do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm planning on doing something again for my day by day. Also similar like that, but also included with a wheelchair dancing, so. and yeah. So I hope, and I, I pray that I must talk, contact the person of the restaurant, and then hopefully yeah I can do it again for my for for my community. I would like to teach more youth about painting, um, but also about um. about um, not to give up on your dreams, because, um, you know, no matter what you're in, you can still change your life by making the right choice. You can become anything you want if you believe in yourself. Where I am today is because I'm a great believer. I'm a, um, I like dreaming and the most important, I, I didn't believe in myself. And I, I didn't accept myself for who I am. And I don't feel anymore what people must what think of me or did they look at me. I used to feel ashamed, or I don't want to be around people. Now I love being around people because I am happy with myself, in and out, and yeah, most important, believe in yourself, and that is what I try to give back to my community, to believe in yourself, and no matter. The situation, the the violence, the the drugs, and all the negativity, if you believe in yourself make the right choice, you will become a better person and a, a better future for yourself.
0: Yeah, and you're really you're educating others by going out into your community spending time with these young people showing them your mouth painting do you find that that tends to be well received are they asking you questions are they engaging with you do you find that a positive experience yeah.
1: Yeah. yes very much yes um there is a uh a, a sort film on youtube it's called reno and it's technical about the painting, and there is quite um, very positive response from the from the young. Yes, that's that's why I keep on keep on, keep on doing it because I can see the difference in uh, the youth in how they they change um, emotionally or shall I say um, the attitude. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they're not so, the more time I spend with them, they become more calm, and I believe in my, in, like, they, they will, they can become better people. And this is, um this is, um um this young, this comes from broken homes, comes from gangster, gangster, than two brother's old father, this is gangsterism and characterism, yeah, I believe that
0: you know what that links into that links into i normally i always ask all all of my guests to recommend something to the listeners and it's kind of this idea of sharing a resource and you know giving people alternative and different things to look into that they might not necessarily afford to themselves and i normally say like a book or an article something like that and i just feel like that could actually be a really good one so i'll put the link to that the youtube video Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your massively inspirational story, Randall. I mean, I'm sure the listeners are going to really connect with you. And, you know, your story is, uh, is a very, very inspiring and unique one. And as soon as I, I heard about it, you know, it just, it really, it it was touching. It really was touching. And I think you're doing some fantastic work, both on a community level and on a personal level. I just, I'm, I'm really pleased to have you on the show and have the listeners hear your, hear your voice,
1: essentially. Thank you for having me and thank you so much and yeah, like I said, never give up on your dreams. Believe in yourself, there will will be a better tomorrow. No matter what your age, no matter how young you are, how old you are, don't give up on your dreams. Yeah, very important. Thank you.
0: There were so many takeaway points from this episode, but Just to name a few, I loved how Randall said on several occasions, never stop dreaming, believe in yourself. And one of the most poignant points of this episode for me was when Randall mentioned the moment. He can literally pinpoint the moment that he accepted his disability. And uh, yeah, I found that really moving and and quite powerful. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did and as I mentioned there will be the links in the show notes to videos of Randall, some images of him with his artwork and also the short YouTube clip which I have actually posted that on Twitter already in advance I believe but I'll put the link in there for you as well. The reason that I'd asked you all to hold on for this little outro and listen to what I was going to mention is that I've actually decided after speaking with Randall that I would attempt something that I've not done before which is setting up what's called an Amazon wish list and basically what I've done is I've gone through Amazon and I have selected all manner of different art supplies on there. Some starting from as little as a pound, some going up to a little bit more expensive. But the idea being is that I will be sharing this wish list on social media and leaving the details on the show notes as well. So if any of you feel that you would like to help or contribute by taking a look on the wish list, selecting some items. How it works, I believe, is that you will select the items you want, go through the checkout. I mean, ultimately, those items will then, in essence, be bought on behalf of Randall. I'm going to keep the link open until about the end of October. Give people a chance to go on and have a look and spread the word. If you can spread the word, I'd really appreciate it. And then come the end of October, anything that has been gifted and bought by anybody um, on the world of social media or via this podcast platform, I will then be getting all of those items together. And I personally am going to ship them directly out to Randall because I just I wanted to do something to help. And when I ask, Randall and we spoke I said would you find it helpful and he said yeah that that would be really very helpful like I believe he's mentioned in the episode it's very expensive um, you know obtaining these art supplies so it was just an idea that I had I hope that it works I've um, spent some time having a general look around what may or may be useful sort of obviously too big or bulky and a variety of different things so yeah if you if you feel like you would like to get involved contribute be a pound towards something obviously you get to select the items that you wish to purchase for Randall and then I believe they come to me and then once I've closed the list at the end of October I will then like I said send them over to him in Cape Town and potentially follow it up with another episode once Randall's received all those things and uh, yeah I'm sure they'll be very much appreciated so yeah do get involved and look on the show notes and if you do follow me on social media I'll also be putting a bit of a thing on there about it as well so until next time and I've got some good guests lined up uh, take care of yourselves and I will speak to you in hopefully a couple of weeks